Welcome back to Nobody Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, as always, with you drinking that good, good. And I am joined tonight by the one, the only, Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you doing? Doing well, Brian. You know, just trying to take it one day at a time. Yeah, that's what we all can do. Are you at least enjoying a classy beverage this evening, one day after a one day? Uh, yeah, no, I have a uh, bourbon and Coke with me tonight. Classy, classy, classy. Now, I will ask the question that is eating away at everyone. What type of bourbon did you use? Wild turkey. Ah, nice. Wild turkey or wild turkey 101? Uh, 101. Nice. God. I, I, you know what? I always poo-pooed that, uh, that bourbon because my brother growing up, like when he's much older than I am, uh, but he would use Wild Turkey 101 in marinade for steaks, mm. which was very good, admittedly. It was very, very good. However, too good to be adding as a marinade on a steak, honestly. Like, yeah, price-wise, yeah, sure, use as marinade. But quality-wise, that shit needs to be a staple in your liquor cabinet. Yeah, and you know, it's like, <clears throat> I think even still, it's it's not quite cheap, cheap bourbon. It's under 20 bucks for most places. But it's yeah, but I'm like you're you're dealing you're sitting at like nineteen twenty bucks, so you're right. dealing with something that it should be decently able to be mixed with whatever you want. Oh, you know? absolutely! Like it's not. It's not. I mean, if you mix it with something, people aren't going to be like, "What are you doing?" They're not going to take yeah, offense yeah. to your 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 options there. It's like the 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 roundabout back asswardsness of college, where you're like, "Oh, let's get." like some super expensive tequila and make margaritas with it. You're like, that's not what that's meant for. Actually, <laughs> like you could get Jose Cuervo and be just fine. <laughs> Jose Cuervo, my ass dude, get Montezuma and you're, you'll be just fine. That's a, it shit's in a plastic bottle and you don't have to worry about yeah. it breaking. Yeah. I mean, but I'd, I'd at least like some integrity in the agave standard. Like I'm pretty sure Montezuma just is like, I think Montez- here's this much gasoline we have left over from the truck, <laughs> bringing all these agave root th- over here. I think uh, and then let's just distill it with it. <laughs> I feel like Montezuma uses like leftover stevia and there's like, you know, I just, let's I fucking would, let's see what ferments out of this. If it's, if it doesn't sound mm-hmm. right. Mm hmm. And the bottle doesn't look right. And right. It's made I'm looking of at Heaven Hills. Heaven Hills. Hey, but you know what? Heaven Hill. I will stand. They by Heaven Hill. Heaven vodka. Hill has a has a higher end range that is very good, but their bottom of the barrel fucking rum, dude. Oh, is it's the disc- worst it's shit gasoline. on earth. Okay, it's the worst. What, what's wild about Heaven Hill in particular? Heaven Hill is the main producer of Evan Williams, and I. That is a hill that I will die on. Well, they they own own Evan Williams. Evan Williams. They came from Jamaica. (laughs) Evan Williams, Bottle Them Bond, is I will fucking fight people over the quality of that bourbon. But yes, Heaven Hill Plastic Bottle Vodka and Plastic Bottle Rum, you can go kick rocks. So, Brian, Brian, I'm going to have to share some very sad news with you tonight. Okay. Okay. Our beloved go-to Santa Teresa. Yeah. Is no longer Solera. Boo! What? What happened? What are they doing? 
too much, dude. So I, I, I don't know the exact story. My assumption is the old man died. Yeah. And they just got too big. It's honestly, if, if you can still get a Santa Teresa that's in the tube, they're not sold out everywhere. I was going to say, so I'm recently planning, happened. I'm planning on making a little run to total wine tomorrow. So I may be able to hook us brothers up at least one more go again. <clears throat> Yeah, but it, it has recently changed. They are no longer going to be doing the Solera mixing. They're going to focus on that shitty bottom end. It's not It's not even bottom end. That fucking thing is like $17 for shit say, rum. Like compared to Brugal, which is fucking really good rum. Yeah, and it's, it's 19 same, bucks. same price. Near as, you know, makes no mm-hmm. difference what the difference is. Uh, but yeah, so, so the Solera fucking king, right? At thirty six bucks, will no longer exist, which is that's a fucking bummer. I will say, um, I really, really enjoyed that rum. Once you brought it, like brought it to my attention, I bought a bottle. I still have some actually from the from the first round because it's one of those like I don't bring it out unless I have guests over. No. Like it's not one that I I sip on by myself. But I will say, man, that rum over a single ice cube is fucking phenomenal. Like I don't, I don't drink. I I usually drink all my spirits neat or mixed in with a cocktail, but yeah. that over a single ice cube is it's literally like drinking liquid brown sugar, and it's fantastic. It it is. It's 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 sad because it's been, you know, like they use bourbon aged or bourbon barrels to age their their rum in, and it, you 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 can taste when. Here's what I'll say: you can taste when a Solera rum uses even a, a minute amount of the syrup that is a 35-year-old distilled barrel, okay? Yeah. So that flavor, you can't you can't mimic that. Well, that's why you the like Johnny Walker Blues or the like uh quarter cask from Lafleur, like that's why those 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 spirits taste so unique is because they've been sitting for so long. Like you they just it's you can't replicate it in any other way. No. So it's uh, the sad news is, is if you can find it and you can still find it in the original cardboard tube, tube you know, and it, and it says Solera on it, oh, man, buy it down. because it's 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 about to go away. They're they're doing away with the Solera mixing process at Santa Teresa, and it's probably just because it's too much work. And we we even discussed it on the cast originally. Yeah. You were like a Solera mixed rum for thirty six bucks, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it seems like that's going to be no fucking way here pretty soon. Well, you know what? I'm going tomorrow. If they have it, I'll buy a couple bottles because yeah, it's so I think that's what I'm going to do as well. I'm, I think I'm going to go out, try to find it, probably go to Specs and Total Wine, just buy whatever they have because it's 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 only known currently to the importer and a couple of people at Specs because yeah. Specs sells a shit ton of it. So I'm making news public because I really don't give a shit. This rum is that good. It's worth and if it. You can find it. Go buy it as soon as you can. It will no longer exist in the in the in the way that I've been promoting it. So I'll stop promoting it once it's. Oh gone. yeah, well that, <laughs> you, you're running through it right now, Frank. You have to let off the gas. Let off the gas is all we ask until we until we pay, buy our fill. You know, I won't release this podcast until at least we make our run until we get it dude it got a 95 in wine spectator last year dude it is for a fucking rum like that's not something that happens first for off, spirits in wine spectator first off i i don't like rum i am not a rum person i will choose tequila over rum in a majority of this time majority of the time however the baku that you brought me like the 15 year old baku 
uh, was fucking phenomenal. And that honestly got me down the spirits path because tasting that, I was like, this tastes amazing. It's complex. It's fucking good. And then, uh, and then I got into bourbon and whiskey and that took a fucking, that, that is, yeah. that is a path that I am still going down. Uh, but, but it, but it is, it, it has similarities, right? They're all distinctly similar flavors. Because when you hear rum, you think Bacardi and you're like, ah, fucking Bacardi. It tastes like a hangover. I don't want that. I don't want any part of that. It's the same way with tequila. Like if you find a really good high end tequila, you're like, oh no, that's fucking good. You don't need to be mixing that shit with, uh, uh, fucking what is it, Missy Tees or Classic Tees, whatever the shitty mix is that you can buy at Walmart. Like, you don't know. No, 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 no. You're not mixing that correctly. You need to get some like pure agave nectar and you're going to need some like actual fresh limes. Squeeze that shit together. Maybe add a little orange Patron or uh, uh, Cointreau and you get yourself a nice little little cocktail or drink it straight. Who fucking cares? It's goddamn great tequila. But then you like you have to think of them differently, you know. No. And that's what Santa Teresa is is a different type of rum altogether. The same way with, I know Baku is still accessible. It is not nearly as complex as Santa Teresa, uh, but it's still no. It's it's a little bit more sugary. It is. is what I would say. It's not. You're you're not getting that dark. You're you're not getting a big complexity. You're getting a pretty no. like a, almost a monotone, but still that monotone is miles and above what you would expect with like Bacardi or goddamn any other uh, well rum that you typically find at bars. Um, I let me real quick. I'll get I'll cover what I'm drinking tonight because it is a little special as well. I am drinking. Oops, uh, it's called Infinity Hop or Infinity Dry Hop. This is from Armadillo Ale Works out of Denton, Texas. Nice. Um, this is a limited release beer that they did. Um, that they released last week. I was surprised when I went to pick up my bi-monthly stock up of uh, their beer that I order online <laughs> that they had a, bo- uh, a couple bottles left, and I bought one. It is tis no uh, small feat, this beer. Um, I think it sent me back fifteen dollars a bottle, so it's not a not not a uh, cheapo. It's definitely not an economy bottle. But so uh, where people do double dry hop or uh, triple dry hop beers, this one was dry hopped all the way up until the time that they bottled this thing. So and by dry hopping, obviously fermentation's done. Uh, they're throwing hops in uh, to the fermentation vessels right before carbonation, right before packaging. Uh, most people do it, you know, one, two, or, you know, for most hazy boys, those are typically double dry hopped yep. um, to get the haze and the collection uh, of, of uh, hop particulates. Triple dry hop typically are a little bit bigger in alcohol and we'll have three different dry hopping additions after fermentation is complete or during fermentation then two after fermentation is complete. This one, just tiny doses, like during the fermentation process and after the fermentation process, all the way up to bottling. This beer is, if you've had Yacht Club for those local DFW uh, listeners, Yacht Club is great. I love Yacht Club. Matter of fact, I bought another six pack when I went yesterday. Um, We've had that one. We have. We had it at the, at the brewery, at the tap room, which God, I hope they open up. Like, I hope, I hope I can go back. This is Celestial. No, no, no. This is Armadillo. Sorry, Armadillo. You're right. You're right. You're right. I will say it is a little confusing because the, the hop, the it's very hop similar. cone has got a little galaxy background, but that's because they use galaxy hops in this beer, so they went a little out there. So uh, it, it, I digress. It is like a muscled-up version of Yacht Club. Now, Yacht Club sits in, I think, like, well, 
I've got a can right here because I had it earlier today. Yacht Club sits at 7% alcohol. I had a, a can of Yacht Club on my book club. Uh, <laughs> Yacht Club for book club for work. Here. Happy hour. Yeah, I was going to say, did you guys listen to Yacht Rock Radio? We didn't. We just listened to Brian <laughs> bitch and moan about what how his week has been. And everybody's like, you want to get to your part, your chapters that you're supposed to read? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. Anyway. Yeah, listen, we're getting there, but... <laughs> one second <laughs> first let me get this off my chest i'm like we know i'm like, okay anyway uh infinity dry yeah, hop everybody, sorry everybody took a shower afterwards they're like man that was awful dirty. yeah th- yeah <laughs> they were like we got another call but i'm gonna miss it because i've got to go to therapy now <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i've got to call my tele teletherapist here i've got a different call schedule no so uh uh infinity dry hop it, it has the similarities of yacht club um, but they're just all of them are just blown way out of proportion. This beer comes in at. Do you want to guess the ABV? So the, the okay. So wait, double dry hopped to infinity dry hopped. Okay, so sorry. Just repeat what that means again. It's dry hopped in the a, entire process. The entire process during okay. fermentation and after fermentation. So now the thing about hops, right? You are introducing some. I know it's not a lot, but additional sugars. No, no additional sugars in hops. Hops have no sugar. They're the only plant without sucrose. Do you're not getting any any sweetness from that? No, no, no. I'm not saying sweetness. Even plant sugars, right? It's you're going down the wrong path. No. Okay. No. So there's nothing fermentable. No, I've got a thought process. Your thought process is wrong. (laughs) Hold on. Wait. 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 You want to offset the amount of bitterness that you can extract from hops with alcohol, which would also increase sweetness. But that is increasing hops has nothing to do with fermentable sugars. Sure, but I mean, okay, okay. So let me let me just ask a question then. Okay, for my thought, train of thought. Okay. okay, there is a point at which you are simply fermenting, but you're still adding hops. Yes. Okay. So all living plants have glucose, right? Glucosamine in them because that's what makes them function. Now, if you were to add hops post, granted, it's not a lot. So I but wanna, would you would you expect a a an uptick in some version of the percent of fermentable sugars and alcohol that ends up being okay? You know, so I want to. I, I wish Derek was on so he could back me up on this. Uh, layman's answer: negligible. Okay. Okay. Not saying that there's not a, a possibility. However, Cicerone answer here. No, there's no fucking way because uh, hops typically are added in the, especially here in Texas. Where I mean, hops, but hold not, on, not hold a on. dumb question. No, it's not a dumb question because if you're thinking about it in the way you're thinking about it, it's not a dumb question. As brewers think about it and as beer people think about it, here's what's up. Hops, especially here in Texas where hops are not grown, hops are typically uh, introduced into the brewing process as pellets. Pellets are compressed hot material that contain, uh, typically those pellets are what's called T90 pellets. T90 means that 90% of the pellet is uh, uh, some form of uh, basically uh, hop oils and 10% is organic matter. The 10% organic matter is what you're talking about that contains glucose of some sort that can be broken down. However, Beer is not something that typically breaks down vegetal matter in that way to create the to extract the sugars from the the green parts of a plant. T ninety uh, pellets are the typical pellet. Um, there are T ninety five, I think, is what the number is. Uh, pellets that some big big producers can order. So like Sam, but they're Adams, more expensive. 
Yes, they basically they can add less po- less hops to extract as many IBU as necessary to offset uh, for bitterness to offset the sweetness and alcohol production. All that to say, Frank, what do you think the ABV is of this beer? Okay, so let me just one thing. Okay, there is no additional alcohol no, produced no, no. by the, hops. The, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about hops. I'm saying because in in bread, right? You're always told to mix your your fruit in like if you're making a fruit bread after your last rise because it will react because it does have just straight up sugar right well, yeah so no that was i was just saying that's the origination of my question i didn't know if 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 adding that hops would do the same thing but clearly it doesn't no so okay so infinity hopped it's off it's offsetting some i will sugar. i will just i'll okay. give you this option is it i'm gonna eight? go with nine percent i was gonna oh, you're gonna go nine percent it is 12 percent alcohol okay all right. And what they calculate as 130 IBU, which... So it's bitter. It's, but here's the deal. It's 12%. It doesn't taste like it's 130 IBU. But does it taste more like a barley wine at that point? No, 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 no. And here's why. Very good question, Frank. Very good question. Because when you when you hear those stats and you think like, okay, um, what else have I tasted that is that level of alcohol? You would... Like tend to lean toward like an American strong ale, so like an arrogant bastard or a double arrogant bastard, or mm-hmm. a, an American barley wine, um, like a Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada. Fantastic beer, not in the same category as this because Bigfoot I think is maybe dry hopped once. I doubt it though. I think it's just all kettle hops that they throw in there and then they ferment it in an open fermenter and it goes crazy. Um, this beer is very much different and it is very unique. So even those big, like triple dry hop beers that you brought me from other half that were like mm-hmm. 10%, those tasted still in the like hazy IPA category, um, because they were kind of light and fluffy yeah, and yeah, juicy. Yeah. This beer, like I, 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 I took my last sip, um, while you were talking about the, uh, the fruit in the bread. And that was mm, about a minute ago, maybe more. I can still taste every bit of that beer on my tongue right now. Boy. It and but it is not in a bitter way. It's in a like cloying like it is literally. I feel like the beer has left fingernails on my tongue as it got dragged off. Uh, it is. It's so unique. It's so good and un, unoffensive. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, it does. You get it to does. enjoy every bit of the amount of hops that they threw into this beer. And honestly, uh, when I when I bought my bottle yesterday, I was like, 15 is a lot of money to pay for a single bottle of beer right now for me. Yeah, yeah. But worth every fucking penny. Every fucking penny. This yeah. beer is fantastic. I mean, so what, what, what... I never feel bad for the limited releases. No. To drop 15, 20, whatever, it, you know, like... At the brew it's, house, one hundred percent agree. It's uh, it's it's when I, um, I the big guy should never charge that is no. what I'll say. Like a CBS being twenty two dollars, fuck that shit. First off, they're racist. You, Second, wait, hold on, no, no, you're ta- hold up, hold up, hold up. You're talking about KBS. KBS. Okay. No, no, the Canadian Breakfast Stout. Well, Canadian Breakfast Stout as well, but I don't want you to be confused with BCBS, which is Bourbon County Barrel Stout. Or, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm it's, talking about Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout. Like, there we go. Or Breakfast Stout in general. Kentucky. That, that shit in that bottle with the fucking white knight dude. Um, yeah, not worth it. It, it, is, it is worth it because it's really fucking well made, but it's not worth it because you're selling yourself. Um, I mean, I, I will I will respectfully say that's one of the best breakfast stout 
kind of deals I've ever had. I, I feel like you were being very racist because it was a Canadian Mountie and you called him a white knight, which I don't know. I feel like we have to apologize to Canada right now. Every fucking person in Canada is white as fuck. There's no like, (laughs) you just broke U S relations with Canada by calling their Mounties white knights. No, you know, it's funny because so this is kind of a tangent, but it's, up north, they talk about like tolerance and racial tolerance. You're like, listen, the reason you guys don't have these intense conversations and exchanges is because you just live around a bunch of white oh, people. You all look like, the same. Yeah, you all look the exact same. There's nothing wrong with a certain level of racial tension where people go, listen, this part of your culture needs to change and that part of your culture needs to change. And you know, we we all kind of agree. We all have (laughs) shitty parts of all of our cultures, but you all just avoid it by not living near anybody that doesn't think or look like you. That's (laughs) fucking weird. (laughs) What do you mean? Huh? I don't, I I have no idea what you could possibly be talking about. That's right. Winnipeg. (sighs) Manitoba. Um, So, (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we we call this the good news only cast. Right? I, we're we're so, calling we're calling it the uh, elephant in the room. Get the fuck out. Cast is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So what I will say is for those of you who have mortgages, I know this is not top of mind, but uh, rates right now are in the low threes. You might even be able to sneak in below three at the end of this week, uh, beginning next week. Definitely take a look. If your rate's anywhere above three six three seven, you could save a couple hundred dollars a month by refinancing. So have a look. It's worth it. It's worth it's worth your time. And for some people who might need to be freeing up some money at the moment, that yes. would be a fantastic idea. Yeah. So so go to uh, I I will get the website out in just a second. But there is a site who um, they're they're still kind of in the startup mode. But it's a tech company who helps you uh, search multiple options within your state. So if you live in Texas, they currently support Texas, which is why I um, I use them. But they're they're based out of Boston. Um, just great people. The guy I dealt with, super nice. Um, went through they 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 run the quotes for you. You select a quote, and then you uh, you end up going forward with. Uh, whichever bank that quote came from, but your interaction point is the broker. The broker doesn't take any high commission. They get paid, but your closing fees are not impacted. So in a lot of places, if you go through a broker, it's like your closing fees are going to be out the ass. Yeah. These are all between three to four grand, which is about what it costs to close a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would just 100% say, go take a look. If you're, if you're in the market or if you're, um, currently, paying you know in the fours high threes it'll be worth your time that the company's name is own up so it's o-w-n-u-p.com uh it it took me two minutes three minutes fill out the app i got a phone call from a guy i actually you schedule the call they run the numbers for you the whole process you know start to finish might be an hour of your time and you can you can get yourself into a low interest rate loan. And I'm obviously this is not like a fucking podcast advertisement. This is more like, <laughs> hey, this is out there and I know everything is stressful, but there is one way that you can save money while your credit is good. Yes. Uh, and you have an income stream that you should try to secure before, you know, 
we don't know what's going to happen next. So to to piggyback off that and uh, thank you, Frank, for bringing that up, because honestly, it's one thing that uh, people don't want to think about is refinancing their home, especially if they have a fairly new home. But the reality of the situation is home values have been pretty steady lately and it's an excellent opportunity to free up some free up some money but also reduce your monthly payments on on Just your the home. stupid stupid low interest rates like I, I, we my, uh, mrs brian and i got really really like just dumb luck lucky when we when we purchased our home uh because we got in on interest rates that are about a little lower than the average right now yeah. Um, and we had a lot of incentives and shit to, to put toward our house. So we got really, really lucky, but, uh, the, the average person has an opportunity to take what they have currently or purchase what they, you know, what, what, what they might be able to afford right now. Do it, do yeah. it and <clears throat> fucking stop goddamn paying rent. If you're not in a home at the moment, uh, yeah, to, even, even if, even if you're paying a little bit of mortgage insurance, it's worth it. So let me just, yeah, let me, we'll quickly run through that. If your option right now is buying a house <clears throat> with whatever 1% down, which I think is the FHA limit, right? Mm -hmm. You throw that 1% down your interest rate right now is going to be right around three, one. If it's not wait, it will be there. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll turn below three. Like some people are going to get really lucky. They're going to pay 2.9, 2.8, 2.7 fairly shortly uh, for, for a 30 year. Um, if you're in the market and you're looking to do this, uh, make sure whoever you're going with is not paying you or is not asking you to pay out the ash for closing costs. Cause that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, uh, just do the deal because the amount of money you're going to save in interest is going to make up for the mortgage interest or mortgage insurance that you're going to have to pay. Yeah. Which so is, yeah. If, if you're already paying rent, pretend like you're paying rent and also still trying to save for a house and just do that until you can pay off 20% of the house and then not have mortgage insurance. That's exactly right? that's exactly what I was going to say. Once you once you cover that cost <laughs> after a year, you know, a, a few years, it'll be gone and you're much better off than if you were renting at the moment. And and waiting. Yes. Do not wait for the interest do, do not wait just because you have to save up money. Go buy the house if you can afford the payment and it's similar to your rent. Do that and then pretend like you're saving and then just get rid of mortgage insurance when you, you have enough saved up that you originally were planning, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got that low fucking rate locked in. And I feel like our generation are going to be very similar to our grandparents where we stay in one house for quite some time. Yep. Who likes moving, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, our I'm, parents on average stayed in a house three to five years. That's fucking nuts. Well, your parents might have. My parents have been in the same house for 30 years. Yeah, I understand. Years and, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like yes, most of I your friends, you their parents yeah. move all the time. It's yeah, uh, Mrs. What it, what Mrs. Brian's parents moved 13 times in her mm -hmm. childhood, which is in or 10 times in her childhood, which is insane. It's absolutely, it was the norm. Uh, another thing that will uh, save a little money during this time that I'm experiencing at the moment is getting rid of cable uh, or yep. satellite at the moment. Uh, there are some amazing deals that people kind of sleep on, uh, one of which that Frank has been an adopter of for years now, but Sling TV is fucking amazing. It's good. I really, really enjoy it. We we bought, we I fucking... 
Mrs. Bryan has some requirements to be married to such a beautiful woman. She does require um, Bravo, Hallmark, Bravo, Hallmark movies and mysteries, Hallmark drama, and QVC. No, QVC. No, 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 Mrs. Bryan. Oh, okay. Uh, Little uh, Kid O'Brien. We got that covered. She'll, she'll, she'll. She has Disney Plus. So she she has Disney Plus, else, and so. then we also uh, opened up. The, the good thing is, Sling offers a package that if you get all the things that Mrs. Brian wants, pff, the kiddo's got it covered, and it's seventy five dollars a month, which is yep. might seem like a lot to some people who are not in that spot, but for me, um, who got locked into a really cool, sweet uh, Directv deal that I got. All these boatloads of channels bundled with my internet for $180 a month. Everybody, oh, that's a great deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, real quick, after 12 months, and then the next 12 months that you are locked into a contract that we're not going to call a contract, but you can't get out of it until the 24 months is over, uh, ballooned up to $240 a month. Uh, and then when you include that uh, taxes and fees, that went to $280 a month for 12 months after the initial 12-month uh, startup. Yeah. Um, I told DirecTV to go kick rocks. Because that was some bullshit. <laughs> like yep. it was, it was so infuriating that that was my only option at the time, or like the only uh, the option that they gave me. And they were like, mm, "The fine print says you can go fuck yourself after twelve months." Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Sling TV, fantastic. And I will say this for AT and T: one, they're allegedly doing a really great deal for. Uh, uh, our uh, medical staff across the United States, but very different. It's very, very different. Very different. Uh, but I will say, their internet, just straight internet, no package deal, no bundles, no nothing. Their internet is fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, How I, much is it? It is eighty nine dollars. Oh, and I have that. I have a a hundred a hundred or a thousand megs up and down. Yeah, that's nice. And I mean, that's what that's what we're recording off of but here. You're on fiber. Yeah. I'm on fiber. I have my house wired for fiber. So, <laughs> I mean, that's what we record on every week. And I will say this humble brag: every Zoom or uh, conference call that I've been on in the last month, people have lost their goddamn minds because of how clear my voice sounds, how wonderful my video looks. I mean, I do have a nice lighting setup here and some rainbow changing LEDs in the background. But then I can also hit them with the old every now and then in the middle of a conference call keeps people on their toes and uh, it shows how goddamn great my internet is and how clean and clear everything sounds. No, that's, that's, that's good advice. That's good advice. So I think, I think couple, couple additional items, right? If you're looking to save money, um, most people have two cars on mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not driving. You have the option, right? We know we're going to be stuck, probably not driving for a couple months. You can put one in storage, quote unquote, uh, it can be in your fucking garage. It doesn't have to be in storage, but that premium will go down to $10 a month. Yeah. Um, and you will save uh, on that car. Just don't drive it because if you do get in an accident, it's all you. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, not a good look. That was supposed yeah, to be in so, storage. How did it get in a wreck at 75 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was supposed to be sitting there. Um, so yeah, don't don't drive the car that's in storage. But if, if you truly have a car that nobody's driving, throw it in storage. It'll benefit you long run. Even if it's just um, for it, a it still gets months. coverage for weather, so hail, everything yeah. will cover. Um, it's just not auto accidents. I mean, your homeowner's insurance will also cover some things like that. So yeah, it's uh, but it, that's a great point. I mean, a lot of uh, auto insurance companies are throwing in some discounts or re, re, uh, refunds or whatever they want to call it. 
Um, and if they're not, I think they're going to be guilted into doing that sometime soon. Yep. Yep. Cause, um, yeah. Cause their, 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 their annual risk premium is way lower than they thought it would tons. be. So. Think of, think of this, how many people are staying at home and how many of those people are fucking terrible ass drivers. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd be the, the medical insurance companies are probably the ones shitting their pants. Yeah, 100%. No, we've got liver <laughs> failure all across this land. Oh, oh, um, oh, livers are getting beat the fuck up. Like it's goddamn fun. <laughs> Like, rumble, rumble in the jungle is happening yeah. every week at uh, at Brian. Goddamn train wreck game. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, I got something for that. It literally, I, I'm not no joke. This is has been my life for the last couple of weeks. Oh my God, King! He drank the whole Mexican cerveza. The whole Mexican cerveza is gone, King. It's gone. <laughs> Little Mexican at Alfred's table. <laughs> <laughs> so. So no, so yeah, it's it's truly. I mean, take a look at your insurance. Also, take a look at your cell phone. Fuck um, yeah, that's something you can tweak up and down. Most of us are at home. Our wives, parents, whomever don't need to call us. You know, a lot of people have Amazon. So here's what I found: it is better for me because of cell phone network connectivity at the moment. Right. So everybody's clustered around a single tower. Yep. I have had calls drop like nothing yep. for no fucking reason for the past month. I find it better to call people on Telegram, to call people yep. on fucking Facebook, um, Google Hangout, Zoom, whatever. So I am tomorrow going to call Sprint and I'm going to downgrade my plan uh, to the basics. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to use my phone um, because that's for most people, that's 150, 200 bucks a month. Yeah. that they could get down to 50 bucks a month. You know, so if if you're in a situation, and I know some people listening to this cast probably are, uh, think creatively about what you can do. Um, you don't need to let everything go, right? Unemployment right now is paying out quite well. Um, so yeah, just be creative. Uh, apparently, be creative. We had, uh, uh, restaurant employees get a pay raise this week. <laughs> no, so, okay, yeah, we need to talk. We can talk about that really quick. So, if that doesn't prove that a $2 an hour fucking minimum wage is in the not restaurant working. entertainment industry is not appropriate, I don't know what will. Um, so, well, Frank, yes, if, if God if, bless our restaurant workers for getting a pay raise. Yeah. And if you're a grocery store worker and you need to quit because of COVID and that gives you a pay raise, fucking get on that Do train. It. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 100% with you, man. I I, so listen, people people need to be compensated and compensated correctly. That's all yeah, I'm going to no, say on the matter. We only need to be able to live. Uh, we, we need to be because if if you look at it, and we're not going to go down the COVID path, but United Airlines, fifty eight billion dollar fucking bailout. What they do? Laid off, furloughed everybody. Yeah. So, I you know fuck, what? No, no, hold on. Fuck capitalism. <laughs> it is not about you. It's never been about you. It's always been about the bottom line. It's a failed fucking system because it's unfettered and we do not manage it the way that we should be. So let me tell you, let me tell you uh, in the beer world what I experienced. Yesterday I go to Armadillo Ale Works and I am greeted by the head brewer and founder of Armadillo Ale Works, who is literally schlepping beer out to the people. Because that is, him and the co-founder are the people who can't afford to be there or the people that they have said, you know what, everyone else go home. 
this is what we're going to do to keep everybody safe. And the dude was out there in full mask, full, I'm sorry, I hit my fucking mic like an asshole. Full mask. I I heard it. Everybody heard it. (laughs) Everybody. It was a a real. If you blew a speaker, Brian's going to compensate you. 200% fold. Anyway. It's called called the Brian (laughs) relief package. Yes. And it involves. It's really just a picture of his dick. It's it's (laughs) the underside of my balls. You're welcome. Welcome Uh, to my relief program. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. uh, the the head brewer and founder is out there with the with his his co-founder and they're they're throwing beer and like that to me is the way things should be done and i'm not saying that like perfect world no 100% no he you know they no, should be I mean, able we're not expecting the butt family to go out and service heb everywhere you know but like, it's impossible sa- yeah. but no but at the same time like he they're doing everything they can to keep operational and to keep yeah. their people safe because that's the other thing Guys, like we forget that, like, uh, God damn it, we didn't want to go down this road, but we're here. We're not going down it. We're not going down it. We're, not. Just, we're touching on the light subjects here. Just keep in mind that when you go out and you're trying to support local, support what they are legitimately pushing at the time, okay? Because if you see something new pop up, buy it. I'm going to tell yeah. you that right now. So, like yesterday, I went in. I went in to pick up my my stash of mm-hmm. of, of beers. And, uh, I mean, I bought my, about my six pack of yacht club, which is, that's my allotment. That's what I like to get. Uh, I then picked up some beers for the little, the little one. Uh, my daughter, uh, I bought her a, a armadillo ale works. So just calm down as you're listening at home and you're getting all, all twerked up here. Uh, armadillo ale works also has armadillo soda works, which they make non-alcoholic sodas. Uh, they have a, a soda called the Bee's Knees, which is a honey lemonade a, uh, soda. I almost called it an ale. Fuck. Uh, a honey lemonade soda. No alcohol. Uh, it is fantastically good. They use real honey to sweeten it. They use uh, lemonade to... They use lemon, like real lemon juice to, to, to make the lemonade. It's a great soda. So I bought a, a four-pack for her. I bought a four-pack of their ginger beer so I can make a John Prine because respect. I mean, the man is a goddamn folk artist among folk artists. Hey, so, you know, saddest part about that, the cancer didn't get him. The no, fucking COVID COVID-19 got him. Got the him. fuck? I, the, the, best, the best quote I heard uh, about John Prine is to explain why he is so cool is because all of the coolest people think that John Prine is cool, which yeah, makes and him his, his, so his, fucking cool. <laughs> but his, his... Okay, so if we're going to be honest in the music world, his voice was shit. Yeah. But that's not the point. No. Music is not all about the voice. If you're... It's about three parts, right? It's like the, the underlying harmony, right? The lyrics. And the music. The performance. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with, like, a soup. And if you do two out of three right... You're a good artist, but here's the deal. Like I think he did three out of the three, right? It just depends on who. You, it's it's art. It's subjective to the person I, who's listening. That's absolutely. It's like Bob Dylan. It's I, a hit or miss. One hundred percent. So like, the fact so, that but, the fact that he passed away, I out of respect tonight, I did. I made a John Prine while I was cooking dinner, and getting over my day and week, uh, which is uh, it's. He's, you're supposed to use diet ginger ale. I said fuck that. I used ginger beer from Armadillo Ale Works called Clawfoot. Fantastic ginger beer. It is like ginger zest. 
into a ginger beer. So are they are they the top. are they brewing that in their brewing equipment? Yeah. So they make a they make a root beer, which is really good. It's very sarsaparilla like. Um, they make their their um, bees knees, which is a honey lemonade ale or a honey. Lemonade but they've soda. always made that one. No, no, no. This is all, eh, for, for, to my knowledge, is fairly new. But yeah, it's been up on the board since you were there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the uh, the the ginger beer, uh, the claw okay. Um but, but so I made a John Prine tonight with uh, uh, Tower Vodka that's made here in Pilot Point. Uh, so I, I made I made a claw tonight with a little lime squeeze and uh, uh, vodka and ginger beer. Out of respect. Anyway, so uh, the the main thing is like, I went there. I bought all these things. I noticed they had the the infinity Del, uh, the infinity dry hop, and I was like, well, I'm gonna pick that up because that's what I want. But I also noticed that they had this thing called, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the label now, iced IGP. I think is what it is. Be- I, I, I'm having a hard time reading because it's a it's a plastic bottle, a plastic two liter bottle that is hand labeled <laughs> with a piece of masking tape and a ballpoint pen, and uh, when I purchased it, it, it was it was labeled as um, Scrappy Boy plus grape soda. Scrappy Boy is their cream ale that they that Armadillo Ale Works makes, which if you see it out in stores is fucking fantastic. Definitely pick up a six pack because it's great. Um, but then their grape soda I was like, now nah, I'll see what's going on here. I picked it up and it's literally a two liter bottle. And most people. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Most people if they pick up a two liter bottle of fucking what it looks like grape soda. For ten dollars, they'd be like, "Oh, this is shit! What the hell am I getting myself into?" And in my mind, when I saw it, I was like, "You know what? Fuck it! That is ten dollars of damn near pure profit for this yeah, brew house for good for good people." Is what like, it comes down to. Fuck it! I'm gonna buy it. And one, I'm gonna buy it. Two, I trust that whatever they're putting together, they're not gonna sell someone something that's shit. And you know what? As weird and uh, like weird as it was. It was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. I don't know that I got drunk off of it. If you're if you're asking, like, oh, Brian drank two liters of this mixture. What is it? It doesn't matter. It was fucking good. It was worth it for me. And honestly, I would buy like ten more if it meant that they would stay open for longer. Yeah, it's it, it is important. It's so important. It's, and it's and like shit like that. Like if you see it out, if you're gonna say buy buy local, fucking buy that shit. See what the like it, it, that that stuff helps. If you see people selling uh, gift cards, buy those. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's tomorrow's plan. It is, helps even better. I mean, so I I will say this is not okay. The story I'm about to tell, I'm going to preface with the fact that this was just something that we felt we needed to do. Mm-hmm. It was not something that everybody needs to do. But if you are moved to do something like this, please do, because I think it is really, really beneficial for local businesses, okay? So the wife and I had just had lunch, and we drove by a brand new restaurant. That Humble opened brag. Up. Had lunch. No, we drove, <laughs> we drove past a restaurant that had just opened up in town, and it was in a spot that we were trying to, for a while, open up a, 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 a pizza place, but it just didn't fall into line. The lease was a bit, a bit out of line, so... Um, I wasn't gonna, you know, guarantee my occupancy for eight years. So. <laughs> the people understand. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, uh, we didn't do it. Someone else decided they wanted to take the plunge. In two weeks, no, actually, the week they opened, uh, COVID happens, mm. and they need to pay rent, but they have no plan. So they start selling, you know, some days a week they do lunch and dinner, but it's all takeout. Yeah. 
Um, and for for quite some time, uh, it it seemed like it was going, but not going. You know, mm-hmm. and the guy said, "We're going to try it one more time." Um, and all of a sudden, the community the community stepped up, and and we we on on the day that he said that, um, we you know drove by. Uh, after just having lunch and my wife said we should go get something and i go hun i'm not hungry plus i don't like crawfish that much oh, um that, but he he uh, he has tons of other stuff too mm-hmm. you know um but i was like and she goes why don't we just give them money um and if you're fortunate enough to do that i would suggest that even if even if you don't want the grape soda mm-hmm. tell them i want to buy one and just keep it mm-hmm. Um, because this is not about any one person's ability to make money. This is about us surviving, right? right? And if the government's not going to want us to do this or they're not going to help us to do this, it's up to the ones who are still making money right. to help the ones who are not. Yeah. So um, I was very, very supportive. My It was my wife's idea. I was very supportive of it, and we will do it again. Yeah. Um, because if if we're not looking out for each other, who the fuck like I understand capitalism and how America thinks about it. It is not what I subscribe to. But if we're not the ones looking out for each other, there's not shit. Nope. <laughs> there's I, not shit. You're 100 percent right. Like, that's the thing. So I feel like I struggle along with a lot of other people in America at the moment. We're like, OK, what do I do? I feel like. I need to go get something for the family, but like I responsibly buy, right? So yeah. I, I've got a, 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 a supply yeah, I'm not, of Yeah, by things. the way, I'm not saying roll up to a Walmart and give them $50. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's one of the things I'm talking about. Like I, I, I feel like in my area, I have limited options when it comes to buying groceries and stuff like that. But when it comes to supporting local businesses, like, I loosen that that restraint and and try to support those who are trying to do the right thing. Like we have a, a it, it yeah, is and a, you you tip exorbitantly. Oh, You're like I've never tipped forty percent. I'm tipping forty percent. One hundred percent. Like yeah. anytime I'm going, it is fucking at least ten dollars. Doesn't matter what the fuck I'm ordering, yeah. and it's one of those like because I put myself in their in their situation. I, I don't care that their kitchen staff is reduced to four instead of the 10 that it normally is. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I know they have to split that tip with with each other at the end of the day. I just, I know they need the money. And that's like, the other thing is that like they, the, 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 the people need the fucking money. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when it comes down to it, like, and, and honestly, this sounds so fucking stupid and counterintuitive, but honestly, if I could tip the people at Walmart, I would fucking tip the people at Walmart. No, you're right. You're right. Because it's, I'm not tipping Walmart. If uh, yeah. I had the ability to just Venmo the people, the employees money, I would do that. Yeah. Like the morning shift, if I can give them 25 bucks, I would absolutely do that on my fucking $200 grocery bill that I threw in for two weeks of groceries or a week and a half of groceries, whatever the fuck my family feels like going through. Definitely not mm-hmm. TP that I'm buying. I'm not going to get into that anyway. But I feel like if I could, if I could tip directly to people, I would absolutely do that. I will say this, and I didn't want to go down this route. I mean, we're fucking, we're no, in but it now. We're, 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 hold we're on. We're we in the happy path. Yes. We're in the happy path of what this discussion should be. So here's the deal. Frank, after our last, ha- I think it was our last happy hour where I talked about going through my emergency kits and I found a bunch of N95 masks. Yeah. So I found a website that allows you to type in what you have to donate. And then it coordinates with people, uh, hospitals in the area in which to donate. I filled out that form. It was supposed to be a nationally recognized form to get with all the major hospitals. That was 
12 days ago. I have heard heard no response. And Mm. like, I don't want to roll up to a goddamn hospital in the area that I know has a COVID unit and be like, here's some shit. Like, that's not helpful to anybody. Like you might, you might work through your mother-in-law on that. I, so brought that up to her and she was like, her, her response was a very global response, which I feel like is a lot of people who work in these large scenarios, which is like 15 masks. That's great. The fuck am I supposed to do with fifteen masks? <laughs> yeah, sure, but I mean, it it adds up. You're right. Yeah, and and like I'm trying to do the right thing because I also found yeah. a couple boxes of of exam gloves. But no, so so I think the right thing in our position. Okay, so we have two positions in society right now: the people that have, and the people that don't. Right. That's it. Whether it's N95 masks, whether it's gloves, whether it's money. money. Yeah. Um. It is our responsibility as human beings to make sure that we are generous with what we have and we are thankful for what we get. Oh, 100%. So so if it should always be that way, but it's not always that way. Um, If you're in a situation where you have still two incomes in the family and you know that someone next door does not, you should send them an HEB gift card mm-hmm. for $100. You should give them a gas gift card. You, should, you shouldn't need to ask for that gesture. No. You because know, you they are currently making a decision between a light bill and food. Yeah. And if you feel as though they're prepared for it, you have no idea what that decision is like. Yeah. So it is very, very important that people start taking care of their neighbors and actually living what they all claim to believe in um, instead of just trying to get shit back to normal because we are very, very far from getting that done. Yeah, no, the, the normal that we get to is not going to look anything like it's it did before. Not, yeah, and they're all going to complain about that too. So. I will say this, Frank. You know how I feel about my neighbors. You know how I feel like they're a bunch of slack-jawed yokels. Um, yeah, but we mouth- don't have that. We don't. We can't feel like that right now. Yeah, mouth-breathing pieces of shit. Anyway, <laughs> I waved to my neighbor two doors down yeah, like the, this afternoon, gave him the old, hey, how are you doing? Yep. I, that's progress, my friend. But it is. I, 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 on a serious note, I will say walks around the neighborhood are, are fucking nice. Uh, having quick, like, couple word discussions with people are nice. Checking on my legitimate next door neighbors who I, I don't mind. One of them has way too many fucking kids. The other one's cool. I mean, listen, hold on. I, I'm also in a very unique situation. You, like, you have a bunch of cool people who live around you. We're also no, it's not that. You have we're a bunch we're, of cool we're young, yeah. okay. And everybody's yeah. like, "Oh my god, hi! These are like our kids. Let's just hang out with our kid." You know, like hey, yeah. so it's Frank, the kid of the neighborhood. Just let that yeah. sink in. I mean, this is very true. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I guess in all reality, right? Like. It's you don't have to have close bonds with people to know that someone's struggling. Right. And if you if you see struggling. um, In a situation like this, I I would suggest always, but I'm also like you're very unique. Well, I don't think it's I'm not going to say unique. I just think in my wife's in my wife's eye, I am way too generous. (laughs) So I well, I land in a situation where I like. I, I always 
I don't know. It's you are way more generous than the average American. I will say that, but that is also because of your past, your history, where you've come from, and what you've seen, what you've but experienced. I don't, yeah, but I, don't, I just yes. So I would agree with it, but I I don't necessarily agree that it has to, like it doesn't require all that. You are you have that experience, so you're gifted with the the knowledge that hey, if I have, I give, and that is not a second thought in my mind. I, it's yeah it's also really satisfying like I, I it's way more satisfying to help a person who needs help than it is to buy a fucking bike so <laughs> to think about how how little other people have as you grade your uh parmesan yeah like, whatever just, it is it doesn't, whatever it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're left wanting no it just means that what you're it is it is so okay I'll, I'll put it this way, and then we can move on. Yes. We made this donation, right, to this restaurant, um, and my wife said, we've already eaten. We don't need any food. And the lady almost started crying. Right. Because she was like, holy shit, like, people care that we're here doing our job. So if you want to bring happiness to people who are in incredible amounts of despair, be giving. Yeah. Don't send thoughts and prayers. That doesn't pay a fucking bill. <laughs> T's give, and P's doesn't give, buy TP. I promise you. Give, give, give. Give money. Yeah. Give money, give money, give money. That's the only thing that's going to help people. Um, and and don't, don't even second guess it. If you need to go one day without buying a bottle of wine, or you need to go one day without purchasing your toilet paper that everybody saw is, is so hung up on, when you should have had a bidet to start with. <laughs> I'm going to be honest Just with you. Go ahead and give. Just give. It, it'll make you feel better. It'll make you feel like you did something in this situation because a lot of us don't have the ability to do much more. Right. I will say this. I still have not seen toilet paper on the shelves in over a month. I'm not going to say that it should I've also not seen. <laughs> I, it's fucking... I, again, this happened uh, a couple years ago with a gas crisis that hit North Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. you, can't, you can't fucking poo-poo it until you fucking lived in it and be like, there is uh, no fucking gas around me, so you can go fuck yourself <laughs> if you call it a fake gas crisis because it's really fucking happening. I legit had a I full... I, listen, hold on. Wait one second. God, I understand. Yes, but also the fact that your TP shortage is bringing back flashbacks to a gas crisis. Well, it's here's why hilarious, here's, especially in the state where oil and gas like oh established. Oh, <laughs> dude, here's the deal. The last the last <laughs> Facebook hill that I died on was the fucking gas crisis that hit in 2016 or 2017, whenever the fuck it was. Yeah. So when. The giant hurricane hit Houston and like the one like petroleum processing plant in Houston was shut down for like a week and a half. And apparently the supply lines for all of North Texas gas was like gasoline was fucked for 10, 15 days. I had a wife of a cousin who was like, the gas crisis isn't real. You shouldn't listen to it. Just buy your gas normally and get on with life. Okay. And I'm just, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But the reality of the situation, in which I explained to her, was you can go fuck yourself because all these assholes around me bought up all the gas if this 
fake gas crisis is going on, thus leaving me with no gas, creating what I would call a fucking gas crisis for someone who yeah, needs yeah. gas to drive to work so you can go fuck yourself with your bullshit-ass post. That was when I decided, Brian, I said to myself, Brian, maybe you shouldn't be on Facebook anymore. Let's back away. Yeah, let's just back away from and this And then Brian situation. went to? I went to a job that required me to be on Facebook all the time. <laughs> And Twitter, where well, you had a bit of a rant this week as well. From from what I've heard, there's something we need to get into. On well, Twitter. it's it's not a rant. This is actually a positive Twitter piece, uh, okay. which is a good segue, Frank. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so no, you're welcome. Uh, one of the wonderful people that I follow on Twitter uh, at NBLB Beer. By the way, do we remember the fact that everybody called it Tweeter for a while? No, I yeah. I forgot everyone who ever called it that, and it fucking killed them in my mind. So they're no, but I mean, me. you know, like it used to be like, is it Twitter or Twitter? And it was obviously Twitter, but it was people misremembering <laughs> this obviously. very small platform <laughs> at that point. Obviously, Twitter. No, okay, so because you tweet, but it's a Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see the confusion, Uncle Frank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, I was not a tweeter. Oh, sure you weren't. I'm sure you were not. I was not. All right, all right. I didn't join Twitter until MBLB got a Twitter. I fucking (laughs) was not a fan of it. (laughs) At no beer left cast on Twitter is Frank on Twitter, so you go enjoy that. Okay, so one of it's all politics. It's all politics. One hundred percent politics. Okay, so uh, one of the wonderful people that I follow on Twitter, uh, her name is Lipstick in Logger. That's a cam girl. No, it is not. She is actually, I think she won the uh, American Homebrewers Association or the National, okay, fair or enough, National fair Craft enough. Beer. Didn't mean, uh, didn't mean to diversity. associate that with... Uh, yeah, no. Opposite of that. Like, anyway, she uh, weird name. won a uh, Beer Writer Award last year, I believe. This wow. is one of them. Uh, Lipstick and Lager, maybe not. I don't know. She's just a great follow on Twitter. You should definitely follow her. So tonight she started a hashtag beer chat where she asked, I think, seven or eight questions. Um... Uh, to the Twitterverse. And then she retweeted a couple people, liked some things, commented back. It started a really good conversation for about an hour and a half. And it was great. I mean, like, you took all the trolls out because she did it so quickly. And one, and two, all the trolls have stopped following her. She blocked them uh, in the last year or so. So wonderful. Uh, So she asked one of the questions. Uh, I'll start with this one. This is question number three. So obviously we're just kind of jumping in the middle here. She said, if you had to pick one draft lineup, which would it be? There are no wrong answers. This will be anonymous, and you only have 10 minutes, which I I couldn't participate because I missed it. But here are your options, Frank. I'm going to let you choose. Okay. She said, uh, so the beer draft lineup would be all your favorite style, your mixed flagship styles, or your experimental or different styles. Which one would you choose? All your oh. favorite mixed flagship, basically flagship for the 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 people out there who are like what the fuck is flagship? Those are the styles that a brewery might have been founded on. So if you have a beer okay. that did nothing but like Belgian beers or nothing but uh, English style beers, that's what they brew. But you're talking you're talking mix six back here. No, no, no. I'm talking about a draft lineup. You go up and get a flight. Um, okay. Like okay, which which it. which which of these three would you like to get a flight of? All your favorite style. So in your pay in your case, all like hazy IPAs. Uh, no, that's not my favorite style. You know that it's favorite. your favorite style. Yeah, it's your favorite style. No. Uh, pub ale. Yeah, that's your favorite style. Anyway, uh, so okay, so all pub ale. Uh, uh, mixed flagship. So basically, you go in and say what's your favorite to the brewer. 
I get it. I get it. Yeah. Or the experimental different, which is like, oh, here's your uh, <laughs> here's your no, lac- I get it. lactose okay. dose double IPA. So here here's here's my answer to that. Okay. Uh, it's not it's not long. You have to pick one is. of the three. Don't pick a. a I understand. Hybrid. I'm going to okay. tell you my thought process. Okay. I'm going to do this like the guy on Jeopardy that tried to cheat him out because people were <laughs> in the background. No, who wants to be a millionaire? That one. Um, that's it. Yeah. So I'm not going to cheat on it though because okay. I'm not going to have coffers in the background. But okay, I want to walk you through it. So don't. I, I definitely don't want my favorite styles because that's not fun. Right. Okay? I'm, I'm not picking a fucking flight for my favorite styles right uh i do want the the beer tender to serve me their four favorites but if i have the opportunity in a spot london england okay uh to have four beers that i've never had that are true to style what made the brewery the brewery i will always start with that um, I might move on to the brewer selection or the beer tender selection, but I'm not starting with that. Okay. I want what is the style of the area? How are you guys brewing this shit? What are these people known for? I want that off the bat. So I would I would classify that as flagship styles because that is that's what, that, saying, that's yeah. what you're going for. Okay, so, so I would start with flagship. I'd move to, but I would never ever ever. And Brian knows this because I do this all the time. I would never go for my favorite styles because why? You're right. not going to get anything out of that, but um, it's also because you're sampling four ounces. It, why are you wasting your t- like? Just order a pint. You know you're gonna like a fucking breakfast stout. Like just order it. It's yeah, gonna be very similar. You try some more breakfast stouts. It's not gonna be similar. <laughs> some of them, are but shit. it's not. It's you know like I know what you mean though. I know it's, what you it's mean. the safest choice you've got. So I, I, see, I, try something you haven't tried. It's four ounces. If you hate it, you wasted a buck fifty. Right. That's that's what I was gonna say. Uh, my vote would have gone to the flagship styles. Like show me what you got, and then let's see. Yeah. Let's go from there. Because okay. then, then I'll determine of the six styles that I really like. This is the one I want a pint of. This is the one I'm going to do a pint or yeah. get a to go order from. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's, it's an order of operations thing more than anything. There is a wrong answer. There's no wrong answer there. Well, that's why she said no wrong answer. Thanks for yeah. listening. Well, Thanks for she, mansplaining I, I, it to me, Frank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So I, this, I'm not. I was just reiterating the mm, fact that it's an order. It's it's you know you're just deductive reasoning. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, all right. More like deductive reasoning. Anyway. Next question. Okay, next question. question. Okay, what makes a tap room? Okay, so this is a tap room focused question. So think, it, you get your it, headspace around that. My, my what? dining room is a tap room, so I get no, it. No, no, no. Be a brewery tap room. I get it, but my what? dining room is kind of like that. Yeah, but so the brewery fine. tap room. What makes the tap room you love the most your favorite? Is it the selection, the location, the staff, or something else? Uh, I'm going to go two-part answer here. Oh, God, you couldn't just uh, pick one, could you? <laughs> no, no, hold on. The pallet furniture is always a nice accoutrement. Are you fucking kidding me? You're I'm, choosing... I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking. okay all right. I'm joking. Thank God okay, you're that was, joking. Good, it's just a good joke. <laughs> that got me triggered. Uh, my, yeah. my insides were jumping out at the moment. If, I don't know if, if you, you don't have good furniture, you're, I'm not in your tap room. Okay, uh, is that why you didn't go back to Noble Ray? Because they had a bunch of fucking second-rate furniture? <laughs> I think Noble Ray found the bottom side of a trash can. Noble Ray, 
mm-hmm. Noble Ray had college furniture, like college, like second ripped, rate, ripped couches. <laughs> I've never like any respectable business. You're selling beer by the can, and you're having people sit on cockroach infested couches. That was the only part that, that pissed me off about that brewery. Everything Dude, else was great. Looking back on that experience, I was like, why didn't Frank and Jay enjoy that more? I was like, oh, it's probably because they look like they got flea market couches in this fucking tap room that is. I just did not get that bit. Like I did you, not get it's it. one thing to have a cinder block wall and to yeah. have that like expo or like exposed brick and have that rustic feel. Two by four seats. I don't care. You're if that's right. That's what you need to do to keep the, the 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 place open. Whatever, but do not dumpster dive a couch <laughs> and bring it into your fucking brew room. I just didn't understand. You're like, you know, oh, what? we're gonna talk about. Uh, I don't know. Wild yeast. <laughs> I feel like that that does explain that brewery in particular. Like, oh, they have really good marketing. Oh, that's fantastic. How's the beer? Their marketing is really good and very Sex unique. Sex in a Canoe was good. That well, is a good beer. For a little while, and I'm going to tell you right now, not shelf sustainable, but I'll, I yeah, digress. But okay, so That's so, a problem so, with, with, with the things. brewing. Like, just, that's the main, anyway. Okay, so. On, on draft, when it's new, it was a good beer. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so. Back to the question. So you're not going to draw me in unless you have good furniture. Second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, or, 1B. You know, 1B. Things, things I can sit on that aren't from fucking Goodwill dumpster. Uh, Frank, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, audience answer is dicks. You can sit on dicks. Frank, how about that? Not second. Not, I don't not know, I'll just stand against the wall in that case. Mm, um, who's wall? <laughs> so, oh, it's all over? <laughs> this is a dick cube? Is it, is it, wow. Paul, is it Paul wall? Is it... <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm my own jokes. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> laugh at the fucking pow wow. <laughs> I am, um, dude. That dude had a grill before anybody knew what a grill you know was. What? Y'all can go fuck yourself. You check him out on the hip hop documentary on <laughs> Netflix. He's still rolling in the bank, making people's no teeth. Yes, he is. Anyway, okay. Sorry, Frank. I'm sorry. Okay. So, uh. Yeah, it's it's the staff, man. It's nothing else. Thank there's, you. There's nothing else that matters in That's the brewery. That's exactly I mean, what I said. It, the quality of the beer will turn you off, and, and it will eventually make you not go back. But, but we've discussed that plenty of times. Uh, it's hit or miss at small breweries, dude. They don't have control over everything. Some people are still hand-brewing shit. Yep. I get it. I'm not going to judge it. If the staff makes you feel welcome and they make you feel important, you'll go back. 100% like okay so full disclosure that's a, that was my exact answer i said like a great staff with like good beer will win over overhyped beer and a shitty staff any day of the week yep so and that's like, in, in all honesty that's what i've heard about the other half staff i've heard that that brewery is an absolute joy to go to even though you're in line i'm gonna i've I, heard it's I, like I've I've mentioned it in the past. I've I've hinted at it. Uh, there is a brewery in Tulsa that makes fantastic beer. Uh, but when I went to visit them, when they were very new staff, Cabin Boys. No, it wasn't Cabin Boys. Like I, they, they weren't very nice when we went there. Um, kind of rude. I'm gonna be honest. American Solera was a shit experience for me, and I That's spent true. a fuckload of money for me. Uh, and got an experience that was standoffish at best. Now that was before. Matt was the brewer there, and I know that Matt is a good dude. Uh, Matt Denham, the brewer from Rough Tail, is now a brewer at American Solera, and I want to think that he is bringing good things to that brewery. But go Pokes. Well, he just lived in Stillwater, and then anybody— Doesn't matter. It's still go Pokes. Yeah. Um, 
I want to think that he's bringing good things to that brewery. But yeah, that is a fantastic example of a shit, like a shit experience in a tap room with good beer. I fuck that. I would much rather go to a fantastically staffed tap room with like good beer. Yeah, just, you you just would need good someone beer. to drag you. You would need someone to drag you back to American Solera to try One hundred percent. And honestly, I, I see I see some of their bottles sitting around at a little, uh, some few tap or uh, bottle shops here in in Denton County. And I'm like, no, they can go fuck themselves. I've already tried it one, two. I'm not going to go back to it because this is a shitty experience. Honestly. Yep. Um, it's listen, customer service. One A B C D E F will kill your business. It does mm-hmm. not matter what the product does. And it was literally one time, and that is coming from someone who is in in beer, someone who understands and judges beer, and someone who can rationally explain customer service situations. And I'm like, you know what, you fucked yourself on the third, and I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it again. No, but uh, the third to is the, point, the most important. You, the you third f- is the most important. If someone said, if someone was really nice, yeah, right, really receptive, uh, took feedback because I'm pretty sure if the beer was shit, you would have said something. Yeah, um, uh, dude, the you, beer was you would great. Be back. The beer you would was be back. The beer, no, I understand. The, the, to explain the experience, the beer was great. I explained how good the beer was, and the response I got was a fucking. It was literally like, I'm gonna keep social distance Far from the you. course. Yeah, it, it was literally like the person stepped back when I when I provided the feedback. I'm like, you know what? No. And I know the person, and I know what position they held within the company because I'm a fucking nerd. And I'm like, you no. know what? If you can't get the shit together, go fuck yourself. I'm That's done with this. Frustrating. It, That's it was. That's uh, unfortunate. All that to say. Go Last fight. question. All, all, well, all that to say, next week I know I have to go down to the office in Dallas. To pick up a, oh, a, a, Michael, a storage Michael device. Be there? Do what? Michael Scott going to be there? I am the Michael Scott of my office. Anyway, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> no big deal. Uh, but when I go down there, I very much plan on making a stop by Manhattan Project because I like those people. I love their beer. And I am 100% going to be giving them money when I, when I drive in their general vicinity. If I was in their vicinity on a regular basis, I would regularly be buying their product. And that's, yeah, but that's, I would, I would buy it if it came down here. It's not here yet. It, well, and like, that's the thing. Like, it's so, anyway, I'm not, I digress. Let's get to the last question because the last question is the one that I, I thought, like, I took personal responsibility for this one. Like, I, I said to myself, this is the hill that I will die on tonight. Okay. If you could build your ideal tap room, what's one physical thing you'd make sure you included? And then this is in in parentheses. Besides awesome beer, that's obvious. So Frank, what is one physical thing that you would include in a tap or in your ideal tap room? Oh, this is an open question. Open question. Okay, so beer to me is an interactive activity. Okay. okay? So I find it important, and I know a lot of a lot of kind of. A lot of these brewers, they mail it in when it comes Ooh. to this interactivity thing. Okay. And it's, I didn't want to say it like that. I tried to think it sounded of a like way to say it sounds it. rough. Sounds like, but they dirty. definitely mail it in. Okay. okay? So they, they put your Connect Four out there. Oh, are you they talking put, about giant two by four Jenga? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying, you know, get a little deeper, right? There are some really good new games that'll cost you nothing. Uh, that'll draw people in. So I, I think the interactivity of your brew room, be it games, how about CV? 
seating and arrangement of seating. Seating and arrangement of seating. I, I think I, this is I, it's an abstract answer, but it's interactivity. If you plan it around people socializing, people having fun with games, right? You're you're going to hold them longer. And if if you need to have an MC to play some games, okay, while things are going on, then do that. Um, because people will be back. So, um, so your influence is the experience and the 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 interactivity between, like during your time there. Yeah, very much the interactivity. And I know that that does not do well with the. Well, it, it doesn't need to be forced, right? Uh, but it can be. It could be one of those things where, like, you have everybody has fun with trivia, you know. Like, or maybe not everybody, but you know, like, give me something. Um, that's not fucking Connect Four or Jenga, right? Um, or some stupidly long Trivial Pursuit game, uh, and and I think you've got something that has the right amount of kind of chatting, mm-hmm. game playing. You know, like I, I just I think the whole experience needs to be about relaxing and drinking some beer. I that 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 is a fantastic take, Frank. Like I I one hundred percent agree with that because so many times you go into a, a, a tap room and there's shitty like uh, thrift store couches, or mm-hmm. there's nothing but really uncomfortable bar stools that are just like aluminum flat topped. Like don't want like you they clearly don't want you to stay there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or there's like no there's no TVs on the wall. It's just a barren. Like yeah, give me, give me. I mean, we've been plenty of times where I'm like, put on some soccer. Yeah, Uh, three nations. Three nations is a fantastic example. Like that tap room and that that area, that space, is great. Like you have those, uh, like uh, the areas that's more bar like, sports bar like, and you have those big long tables that's more like uh, a beer hall like. My beer hall, yeah. And you have those the different spaces for the different activities. You have outdoor, you have cornhole, you have darts, whatever the whatever's going on outside. You have that. Uh, and the beer is, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of secondary for a place like that, where the beer is yeah. just something that you you can enjoy while you're there enjoying time with friends. You're which, becoming more of a bar. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? For some breweries, that's exactly what they want to be. That's exactly what they can do, and they can make a boatload of money at that. That's Yeah, and I think if it's about the bottom line, then... Yeah. Then, yeah, 100%. So here's my answer, Frank, and I I hope that you'll respect my answer. Here's what I said. I said, step and pull attachments on bathroom doors. Open doors to your feet like it's 2035. Like, that's that's my takeaway. I Listen, but I also think that comes with the interactivity. I think it actually melds, right? Like, if I'm going to be in an area where people enjoy uh-huh. the company of others, right? That's a baseline standard. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. I don't even know, like... I don't. I don't even know how that's not code yet, uh, right? So I think it if, will be if, after all this shit. I think done. it will be. I think the doorstep people. If we can figure out who makes those things, we'll be making a fucking killing. Called step and pull. Invest you, in them now. If you don't have the step and pull in a fucking bathroom, you're an animal because everybody else is forced to use fucking paper towel, and then some people don't have paper towels oh, to turn the knob. And it's monsters. the most annoying thing if they don't have them. Yeah. Because then I'm like fucking elbows. You know, trying to like elbow this shit. You're, you're clapping together like you're a goddamn yeah, seal yeah. trying to clap the... Like, the are we T-Rex in life now? Is this what we're doing? Well, you're basically... What you're doing is sacrificing your left hand for the rest of your life That's if you're right. right-handed. You're That's like, right. oh, fuck, That's I right. can't do anything yeah, with no, this. I, no, but who knew COVID couldn't land on your dick? No one until, until now. they didn't have paper That's, towels. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's the paper towel thing, by the way, is something that I fucking do every day 
when you know, I did every day at the office. And it's a natural reaction to the fact that everybody's pissing and you don't know who's washing their hands. The amount of people who looked at me like I'm a fucking monster using no. a paper towel to open a handle on a door. And like they're and they look at me like, oh, what are you doing that for? I even went as far as taking my foot and moving the wastebasket around this little vestibule that like that was there's a trash can. This trash One can second. was trash One can second. was right by the right by the sink. And I took my foot, I moved it around the vestibule to move it closer to the door so that I could take the paper towel from washing my hands, open the door with said paper towel, and then drop it in the wastebasket right there next to the door. People looked at me like I was the asshole. I'm like, no, go fuck yourself. One, why? easier for the people to clean up. Two, not passing germs around. Done. Why Why vestibule and not receptacle? No, no, no. Vestibule meaning like this little wall. This like half oh, wall okay. thing. No, no, no. Receptacle is a different term altogether. Yeah, ESL, it. man. It, I get it. It's, you know, ESL, not always. I get it. I work translation. with you. I work with you. Okay. Uh, we have trash cans also at one of our offices that operate on, on voice command. Have you ever had a trash can that you can yell uh, open to and it fucking <laughs> opens? No, I have had a trash can with the wand. Uh, right? The wand thing, that's so 2020. Hold on, but then did, did you ever have in your, so this was like totally. You probably had this shit in your high school. Whatever it is, I know it was in your high school. Yeah. I so knew it. It was one of those things where you're like, how do we spend the last budget available? They bought these trash cans uh, that would talk to you. Oh, Taco Bell used to have those. You would put the fucking. Uh, tray there mm-hmm. right and it would open you dump it and it would go thank you for recycling today and then you'd put it back on the top yep. it's so fucking i mean and the, the only reason it existed is because they had extra budget one year and they were like how do we make sure we have this the same amount of budget let's, <laughs> let's spend, spend it, it this year talking trash cans <laughs> taco bell used to have those you would put their your trash like take the tray and dump the trash in and it would say thank you for your Recycling or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. They, and actually, I think in. You know, hold on, wait. Do you know the trick? There's a Take trick. Take the tray and just lodge it. Oh, go, in the open thank mouth. You, thank you. 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 That's what we figured out. And then they took them away. Goddamn rich Minnesota kids. How dare you? <laughs> Ruin and recycle. You fucking wasted money on that. You're like, yeah, you probably put an automated anything near 16 year olds. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. terrible idea. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're going to put a talking de- electronic device yeah. around a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> You're Go fuck yourself. What are you, doing? you would have been better off having this thing eat a hand. Uh, right. And people would have been like, oh, this is how we do trash that? What? <laughs> you got one one stubby kid running around like oh he was the trash can well, victim. That's evidence kevin didn't know how this worked yeah no but meanwhile the rest of you kids are just jamming Dude, cafeteria it's trays. the privilege the privilege at that fucking school just it's inexplicable well it's it's not go to any private school you've I, been to i was gonna say and then try to determine like what level what of those kids society future holds and yeah. then you're like well they're they're gonna be just fine i mean it's not dude one of the one of the girls i went to high school with her dad got so wealthy as a private equity investor in tech she now does nothing but lives in chicago he pays for it and she like she's like in italy tomorrow and fucking the maldives the next you're like what the fuck kind of life is this um, I mean, we live similar lives, I guess. Her don't I. have to work. <laughs> nothing. Exactly. Here we are talking about helping your neighbor. And she's 
know. <laughs> she's helping her neighbor in the Maldives. <laughs> helping the city. I don't it's know. Fine. It's fucking weird. She's the she's goddamn Batman, is what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you, are you Bruce Wayne? No, no, no. Ellen Wayne. Ellen okay. Wayne. <laughs> well, uh I I had a fucking good time tonight, Frank. Thank you too. for for uplifting me a little bit from a, a hellish week of work and uh stress. I had a blast. I hope you didn't. Yeah, man, it's been it's been good. And hey, on a final note, uh, everybody, if you need to like, again, if you have two incomes, if you're good, set to go, you have some savings and you see a business or a person in need, think about them instead of you. There you just go. just for for the time being just do that and you'll be you'll be a better human for it. Again, not talking about the Walmarts or Kroger's of no, the world. No, 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 no. We're talking about the locally owned businesses that are around you that are still deemed essential, that are still trying to stay open and, and survive. But also, if you do have someone from Walmart helping you and you can slip them a 10, slip them a 10. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some places that still adhere to social distancing. Like, I, I believe um, Market Street is one of those that, like, they have people who help you out to their car with stuff. Like, see if you can do something for them. It yeah. It will be appreciated and... Honestly, if you can help out one person in this time, that's way better than doing nothing at all. Yep. So and then also remember that capitalism did not save us. Okay. All right. Well, Please I do remember I that. We're going down a road there. It's going to become important here pretty soon. <laughs> did you remember when corporate America was going to open up a testing lab on every corner? Let's just talk about that. <laughs> I'm bummed that my stimulus direct deposit didn't have a Venmo attachment for like, sorry for the last three years. Here's this. You know, it's whatever. D- Donald J. Trump signature. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wells Fargo didn't do that for me. I think that they probably held it out. It would have been. It would have been nice, and it also would be nice if he just wasn't president. So you know, it's like yes. double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah, a little duality of man, if you will. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yin and yang duality. But then again, then again, there are banks still waiting for that signature. <laughs> hey, 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 yo. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Nobody Left Behind. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, be sure to check us out over on Instagram and Twitter at Cast, And also for that beer, beer, good, good at NBLB beer on Twitter as well. For Brian here in North Texas, drinking my second Sierra Nevada Pale Ale of the night, I'm out. For Frank in Austin, uh, you know, we're going to go Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood on this. Treat your neighbors well. Got to, got to, got to. That's all we got. Um, Also, remember that capitalism did not save us. I'm out. 